All right, that was The Grateful Dead's Touch of Grey, and you are listening to Live on WBOR. Uh, I'm your host, Harry Rube, this afternoon. You can listen online at www.wbor.org or um, at 91.1 FM in the Mid-Coast. So my guest uh, today is Sam Kizavat, and we're going we're gonna to be starting a new program, um, a little unorthodox, but it's all about getting live music um, and Bowdoin musicians on the radio performing um, their music and talking about it. So you can probably hear Sam a little bit in the background there, coming through. Um, how you doing today, Sam? Doing well. That's uh, thanks. Thanks for coming on the program. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So um, before we start, you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what what class you're uh, you're in. Uh, so I'm from Simsbury, Connecticut. I'm a sophomore at Bowdoin, studying music composition and Chinese. And I got into the electric violin a couple years ago and uh, got addicted to effects pedals. And I haven't looked back since. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the Chinese major doesn't, uh, do you think that makes it into your music anywhere? Uh, you tell me after I play. That's, all right, all right. Um, well, before we talk more, let's, let's, hear, uh, let's hear something. Do you have a do you have a name or a so this is going to be a cover tune. It's a cover of a tune by Beirut called My Night with the Prostitute from Marseille.
For those of you who are just tuning in, those were the dulcet tones of Sam Kizavat playing, uh, what was the name of that song? My Night with the Prostitute from Marseille. His Night with uh, the Prostitute from Marseille um, by Beirut. That's correct, yeah. By Beirut. And um, so, like, when you're when you're playing a song like that, uh, for those who aren't watching on their TVs at home, that was actually all played on electric violin. Um, everything was picked, looped, and... Uh, describe to us, uh, the viewers at home, uh, what what's your pedal setup going on? Sure. So I have a uh, a nice big board by Pedal Train, and I have six pedals on it. Each one serves a unique uh, purpose in my uh, music. So I have a delay pedal, which uh, kind of gives you that echoey uh, repeat repeat sound uh, like this. And I have an octave pedal, which brings my sound down an octave or up an octave, like this. I also have a reverb pedal to make it sound like I'm playing in a big, big cathedral. Underwater, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I have a, a wah pedal, which I think you've all heard this sound before. And I have two loop pedals. Uh, so I used the Line 6 DL4 on that last tune, and it has some unique capabilities that my other loop pedal doesn't have. Uh, the Line 6 DL4 allows me to do half-time and double-time. So if you notice mm. in that last tune, uh, things got really slow, and then I recorded over that, and then I sped it up again. Um, and when you when you change the speeds on that, does that change the whole, you know, is everything that you've looped over previously yes, also changed? Everything is, is altered, and you'll notice stuff goes up an octave when you, when you double the speed, goes down an octave when you slow mm. it down. And uh, I've yeah. just fallen in love with looping. I think it's a really... It's a cool way to be a, a one-man band, and if you make a mistake while you're playing, uh, that mistake is is infinitely repeated in the loop, and you're kind of forced to to listen to your mistakes and, and love your imperfections. So and and maybe incorporate it somehow. Or yeah, the, that mistake becomes part of the loop world and part of the song. That's yeah. I was I I was wondering how much like how much of that arrangement you know do you I guess improvise you know, on the spot or have an idea of what riffs you're going to do and how much it just comes out of what you're playing then at the time? Really just the first kind of three layers of the loop are pre-thought out and the rest is, is improvised. Whatever I feel in the moment, you know? That's well. What else are you feeling in the moment here for us? I feel like playing another tune. Uh, I think I'm going to do an original. This tune is called Time. I wrote it over the summer. I was living in Portland and uh, had a lot of time on my hands. And I wrote this tune in my apartment. And if you listen closely, you should be able to hear a clock ticking.
That was Time by Sam Kizavat, uh, playing live here on WBOR 91.1 FM in Brunswick. My name's Harry Rube. Uh, we were just treated to quite an exquisite composition. Um, have you ever listened to anything um, by Philip Glass? The uh, the composer. I was just uh, I don't know some some of the you know the themes that he has and just sort of the way he presents uh, sort of the ticking of time that that just struck me right there. But like when uh, you know what's the mindset that you had when you wrote that or what's the mindset that you get in when you play that? It's it was a lazy uh, Sunday afternoon and I had too much time on my hands and I thought what can I do? So I pulled out the old E fiddle and the pedal board, and uh, started plunking away. And uh, you know that ticking sound just came to me. And I thought, let me try and recreate this. So I did a little bit of uh, little harmonics on the violin in conjunction with a little vocal percussion. Um, that's something I've recently incorporated into my sound, is beatboxing. And uh, some of my inspirations have uh, inspired me to uh to do that such as kishibashi if you're familiar with him he's big into into beatboxing into his loops is that uh and what do they he she he he uh, what what do, what do they play what does he uh, play kishibashi is a classically trained violinist mm. who uh kind of branched out and now creates some really wacky and and beautiful music uh, his pedal board is probably three times as big as mine um not that, not that we're comparing. Not that we're comparing, that's, yeah. Sizes and everything. That's but, uh, very valid. Uh, he has a full band behind him also, which is a... Uh, I've experimented with that, and uh, it's nice to have other players. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah. also nice to, to work alone as well. Because you were down in Portland this summer, and you were out playing, right? You right, know? yeah. This summer I did a lot of busking on the streets. Uh, I have a little portable one-watt cube amp by Roland, and uh, runs on batteries... And I brought my board to the corner of Exchange Street and 4th Street, if you're familiar with Portland, right outside uh, Reverb, Reverb's headquarters, the environmental nonprofit. And uh, I set up shop there, and a lot of people, a lot of people listened. You, a lot of people, you, got, uh, you got exposure? Got exposure, got a couple grimy uh, singles, and, uh, you know, it was a really good experience. And, I mean, you, you played also with some other people that summer, Right down there, you were yeah, you were in, joined, a, in a group. Yeah, for a jazz a while. band actually, which is something new to me. I, I joined Viva and the Reinforcements, which is a local Portland jazz outfit, and uh, played a couple shows with them. Um, kind of interesting Latin jazz music, something that was pretty that was new to me, and uh, I really enjoyed it. That's and in turn, before we go on to another song, but um, are there any other? Musicians that you're listening to right now, or or people that you have listened to in the past, that are you know, sort of inspirations. I know you. I've heard you do some Beirut before, and, and I'm guessing you like them. But uh, who do you draw things from, or or steal things from, or uh... <laughs> a little bit of both? I think um, some of my big inspirations are Andrew Bird and Kishibashi. I grew up listening to the Dave Matthews Band. Uh, Boyd Tinsley, the electric violinist for the Dave Matthews Band, was kind of yeah. the my first hero. He's, yes, he kind of saws, saws his violin in half and really gives it his all. Um, also, this group called Darling Side, which is uh, kind of the indie folk quartet out of uh, out of 
Cambridge. They all met at Williams College, and their music is it's very artful songwriting and very tasteful and uh, cool instrumentation and, and harmony. And so I'd say they're a big inspiration. They do covers as well? They, they do a couple covers, yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I, I know they play at Bates often, and I think right. I saw them maybe at their spring gala uh, two okay. years ago. Or, or I know they cover uh, a Joni Mitchell tune, mm. I think. Do they do Atlantic City by yes, Springsteen? Yes, they do Yes, Atlantic okay, City. it was, yep. <laughs> then that band is great. They're pretty fantastic. Yeah, definitely check out Darling Side. Uh, this is a shameless plug for Darling Side. Yes. I'd say lastly, uh, I've been really getting into film, film scores recently, and I think you can kind of hear that cinematic aspect in some of the music I'm playing in terms of the swells and the, and the string textures and stuff like that. I mean, especially, and I noticed in the time when you, uh, when you did the halftime for mm-hmm. the uh, uh, pedal, and that, that just really seemed to you know, just elongate everything. It sort of gets very ambient and trippy and, and uh, kind of makes you want to go to sleep. But please don't. <laughs> please don't, because right now you're listening to WBOR, uh, and we're live with Sam Kizavat here. Actually, um, I'm going to play a PSA, mandatory, by the uh, FCC. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about bullying prevention here. And then after we come back from that, Sam is going to do another track for us. Absolutely. All right, Sam, what's, uh, what's the next track we're going to get from you? I'm going to hear a little unnamed track of my own. I call it my Debussy Jam because I've been told it's reminiscent of Claude Debussy's uh, work. Uh, So you can be the judge of that, I suppose.
That was WC Jam by uh, Sam Kizavat here in the studio, uh, but not Claude Debussy, um, circa um, 1862 to 1918. If you were looking for him, I would try uh, Stedzinski Hall, perhaps. Do you ever, um, did you play classical music at one point? Yes, yeah, so I started out uh, playing classical music. Like most kids do, uh, started the violin. Actually, I started the piano in in kindergarten or first grade for my mom. Uh, then I took some private lessons, and then in fourth grade, I uh, transitioned to the violin and took classical violin lessons and played in orchestra and uh, did that for a couple years. And then got to middle school, and I said, "This isn't cool anymore. Um, I want to try something else." So I I started experimenting with electric violin and pedals and uh yeah i remember i god i must have been in fifth grade fourth grade uh you know someone you're doing some sort of like uh rock rock song i can't remember what it was but you know this lead violinist uh you know first chair guy you know at that point fourth grade they had a first chair but he came in with electric violin and we were all stunned what, what what is this magical instrument? Is this a rock star of a sort? But I had I had a similar experience to that actually. In in middle school, uh, my older brother was always in bands, and there's someone in his band who played electric violin, and uh, he's probably about four years older than me. And he came in one day to orchestra rehearsal, and he brought his electric violin in, and 
kind of showed off a bit for us. I think it was really to keep uh, all the middle schoolers interested in orchestra <laughs> and, and kind of say, if you continue, this is where you could end up. You could be a cool rock star. So that had a pretty profound impact on me. Uh, so thank you, Will Scully, uh, for that. Shout out. <laughs> and is, uh, is your goal to continue to be a big rock star after that? Is that that would be that would be the dream. Uh, I'm also very into composition, and mm -hmm. that's kind of a a more serious route I'm entertaining at this point, film scoring and and that kind of sort. So that uh, it's probably about it's about six thirteen right now. If you're not by your clocks, and uh, we uh, probably have time for one more song. What do you think? One more song? One more long one or two more short ones? We'll, we'll see. It's, it, whichever works for you. Just uh, just give us a, a sure. name or a thought. I'm going to do a, a cover tune again. This is an Andrew Bird song called Tables and Chairs. Starting 
get warm in here And things are starting to get strange Sam Kizvat playing uh, a cover of Andrew Bird's Tables and Chairs. That's Tables right. and Chairs. That's I've never actually heard the song, but I mean, if if I was someone, so I so I don't know how much like you know you're changing the interpretation, but if you know if I was someone that knew the Andrew Bird song, would I be like boom? That's that's it. I, I think at the very beginning of the song, you would say mm-hmm. boom. That's it because that's how the original song opens with. Uh, you know those three or four violin layers, but uh, 
he doesn't do all the slowing down and, and yeah. the whist- <laughs> he doesn't uh, do the whistling in that and uh, it's a little different so yeah um, I first stumbled upon that uh, that song on YouTube actually uh, f- about a year ago and uh, he was playing with this this audio visual kind of collective out of Brooklyn New York they're called Mason Jar Music and uh, definitely very hipster them out. yeah <laughs> they're very cool fits the vibe cool group and they're they're playing a, a concert with him and this song kind of just blew me away um that makes me think of tables and chairs it really does it, it, <laughs> i i was can't explain it i was because of your whistling and yeah, and speeding up the whistling with the uh, with the devil time i was and because it was called andrew bird i was actually thinking i was thinking of birds the whole time yeah you can definitely hear some bird calls yeah and, and the violin can kind of when it's in its higher register with with some delay effects uh Like yeah, Dwayne Allman at the end of Layla, you know, uh, <laughs> making some of those bird noises with a slide. Uh, you know. There might be a seagull in the uh, in the studio. <laughs> Quick, somebody, security, get this bird out of here. Um, what? Yeah, what you might not know about Sam Kizavat, uh, he's a member of Reed House. He can often be found there, both playing music and and otherwise contributing. He's uh, he's a member of the Medis. The acapella group, which you started to hear his dulcet tones coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? The uh, population of Bowdoin. Is there anywhere to look up your music at all? Yeah, so I created a SoundCloud page over winter break. Um, it should you should be able to find it if you if you Google uh, Sam Kizvet SoundCloud or go on SoundCloud and search my name. Uh, it only has two tracks right now, uh, but there should be more in the future. Maybe uh, maybe today's show will yeah, hopefully we'll end we'll, up there. That broadcast will make it in. Uh, this this is being recorded uh, both for audio and and some video of uh, only Sam in the studio, which is that's the important part. And um, we've got a few more minutes, probably probably a shorter song. But if you want to play us out, absolutely. I'm going to close with uh, an original of mine. This one's called Dusk.
What was that uh, track called again? That was an original called Dusk. Dusk. Qu- any quick comments on, on just, you know, where, where it came from, Creative creative Impulse? Or? Uh, yeah, it came from uh, fall break, this past fall break. I didn't go home. Uh, I went home last year, didn't go home this year. And I had a lot of free time, and uh, which I don't usually have, although it sounds like it from, this, from yeah, this show. Yeah, in the, in the summer. Uh, and uh, was sitting in my dorm room one night, kind of with the lights off, um, playing violin, and this this motive uh, kind of came to me, the original bass line, and I just rolled with it and uh, went from there, com- kept composing, and I kind of envision a you know a, an evening setting for this tune. Very cool, very very cool. No no no, that's great. Um, that is about. Someone should be coming in in a few minutes to serenade you uh, from 6.30 to 8.30, I believe. So that's all we have for our show. But thank you, Sam, for coming in. Thanks for having me. And you'll be able to hear Sam a lot more from behind the desk this semester, as uh, will you, I, uh, Harry Rube. And you've been listening to Live on WBOR, obviously, on uh, 91.1 FM in Midcoast, Maine. Uh, keep tuned for more live music. We're going to get a Facebook page up. We're going to get, uh, we're going to put up some audio and video of uh, these performances and uh, keep on jamming on. We'll see you next week.